But this is Duca on the move for Montreal. Billy Duca, let's see what he does. A left foot shot that's in. Billy Duca beat his man, and the Rutgers product makes it one nothing Montreal. This is Off the Woodworks with Kevin Laramie, the longest running podcast entirely dedicated to the Montreal Impact. It's wide open now, Malice, plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. An opportunity! Good day, good night, and welcome to a post-game edition of Off the Woodworks, the 2015 Amway Canadian Championship final. The first leg was tonight at Stade Sapucho, a 2-2 draw. A game of two halves, yeah, you're going to say like every soccer game, duh, but first 45 minutes, eh, no goals. Eh, on the type of play, pace was a little high, but it wasn't that high and wasn't that enticing to uh, to watch. It was still great as soccer, uh, but very tactical, very defensive, very uh, uh, not all out. Second half was totally different. Team went all out. One team took a 2-0 lead with a great pass by Fries. Maddox finished the goal and then a uh, great free kick. It's the only way to say it. It was a great, very great free kick by Morales. And uh, yeah, it was 2 nothing for Vancouver. And it was looking bleak. It was looking like the dream of going back to the Champions League for the Montreal Impact was over. It was looking like that long journey that would start in the fall of 2016 and 17 was a long gone memory already. Just a souvenir, just a probability. But no, the impact came back to tie it. A very good comeback. First of all, a great corner by Donadal, who has a, let's say it, uh, he has a really good feet and curled the ball just perfectly for those corners. Six corner for the impact, not none for Vancouver. So Montreal did attack a lot and did have a lot of chances in that game. So started with Sima, a header. A captain for the day, and basically the heart and the soul of this team. And Montreal was in the CONCACAF mode. They were back to all out, no tomorrow type of soccer. Moving forward, crossing the ball in, and that was the wrong way to beat the defense. And we were saying in the beginning of the first half how uh, the width of Montreal using the flanks uh, was the key because Vancouver was open there. But they did not exploit it efficiently enough. They were trying to get there, but they were not able to, to land the cross in the boxes. A lot of them were blocked or the door was being shut just right before they get into the right position to cross it in. Or they were there, but no, with nobody to cross it to. So they're not able to really achieve that nice crossing game. And at the end of the day, that's what contributed to the comeback, the tie, the equalizer for Montreal with his first goal. With the Montreal Impact, with the big club, with the big team, Jackson. Anthony Jackson-Amel with a great finish off a great 
pass, just a great pinpoint pass by Justin Mapp, who made his return after more than four months of absence for a dislocated elbow. He is back, and he is back in the championship that he usually flourishes in. Former MVP of the Canadian Championship, always scores goal and great assists in that tournament, and this game was not going to be different. As soon as he stepped on the pitch, he was a little hard to get his legs under him, like you're going to hear him talk about later. But once he got his bearings and his footing back, he found Jackson, and Jackson found the back of the net. Jackson Hamel could have scored a goal earlier on with almost his first touch of the game, first touch of the ball, a header, just a little wide. Damn, it's the second time he does that. The other day day when he played a game a couple months ago, when he came in, the exact same thing happened. His first touch of the ball was a header off the post. But this time... He actually scored, and he had a no pun intended, but you know, we always do that pun because it's it's the way it is. He had a direct impact when he actually walked onto the pitch. He created chances. His big body, strong, fit guy in the box when you cross the ball to him, he's going to be dangerous against anyone. And we saw that, and that was the key to make a comeback. So for once, the tactical uh, analysis, the tactical change and shift during that game even though they did start to do that earlier on but to get it more efficiently later in that game allowed Montreal to come back. Montreal had 19 attempts on goal. Eight of them were on target. Vancouver had four attempts on goal and four were on target and for the longest time they did not even have more than one attempt. They had one attempt early in the, well, around the 20th minute in the first half. And then the second attempt was the goal, was Maddox's goal against Freeze. That was the second attempt. So Montreal, again, uh, like they did against DC, now against Vancouver, especially early on in that game before the floodgates opened and uh, things got more direct and long ball trying to equalize for Montreal. Before that, the middle of the defense again was shutting everybody down this time with Sima with André Lefebvre, who's making a comeback next to Sima so Cabrera could arrest a little knock he had. Same for Piatti, was being arrested on this day, not to take any chances, like you'll, uh, you'll hear Frank Lopez talking about it later. But Lefebvre and Sima controlled everything in the midfield. No ball was getting passed to them. Whenever they were in danger, it was balls that were coming from the outside, from the flanks. So Montreal was good in shutting this down, which led to Montreal not concede any really dangerous looks and chances on goal, which led to Vancouver only had one attempt until the second goal. So Montreal did play efficiently defensively. It just a uh, one lapse here and there, and that second goal, there was almost nothing Eric Kronberg would have done. You're going to listen to him extensively later on, talking about that free kick. It's on his mind. It's on his heart probably now. He's still thinking about it. And he probably wishes he could have done something different. Even though he doesn't know how to do it. And even though we talked to Eric Kronberg on the show, recorded, we continued talking about him after we, I stopped the, pressed the stop button. And he was saying that, damn, he wishes he could see that free kick again. He, wishing, he wishes that he could practice those uh, set pieces. But especially the weird angle set pieces. Don't necessarily practice that a lot in the training sessions. Especially when it's the backup goalkeeper. He doesn't really get to practice that a lot to, to set up his wall and all that. And I think it's a miscommunication between a lot of players. A lot of things they could have done differently. 
But that's two free kick today. Because if you remember the FC Montreal today, we saw a indirect free kick goal, which is another situation you don't practice. And that type of free kick that Morales hit for Vancouver against Montreal tonight, it's another type of free kick. That's a weird angle, and you don't really expect, and you don't practice it. So he wishes he could see it differently. One thing that is uh, very important to notice was how Maxim Tissot and uh, Rio Coker left the pitch when they were got subbed off, subbed off. Both of them were not happy. But not just your typical not happy. Rio Coker threw off his jersey and threw it on the bench, which you never see somebody do. You don't really want to see somebody... Uh, throw the jersey and just use it like this just like it's a piece of trash or like a piece like it's a rag or something you don't want to see anybody do that to their jersey especially not if you're uh, in love with that jersey and that badge you don't want to see nobody do that so it did rub some people the wrong way but what I take away is uh, how Maxim Tissot left the pitch and how he answered questions and his um, non-committal answers to certain questions especially uh, when he was asked about how Uh, Klopas talked to him uh, at halftime. He needed to do some adjustment because Klopas thought that he was not more, more aggressive enough when he was on the ball. He was hesitating maybe a fraction of a second and he was not maybe on point, but lack of playing time could explain that. And uh, when he was subbed off, he did not even look at Frank Klopas. He looked at the place on the bench where he was going to sit and he just looks, kept his staring at that spot until he went and sat down there. So that was uh, really interesting to see going forward and pay attention to the comments of Maxim Tissot later on. All right, talking about post-game comments, we'll start by the coaches. We have tonight the coaches of both teams. So we have Frank Lopez, the Montreal back head coach, followed by Carl Robinson, the Vancouver Whitecaps head coach. And we'll be right back after those two press conferences. Uh, you dominated offensively for most of the game but you weren't able to score until the 85th minute. What do you think you need to do to uh, finish better? I, I think we got in some, some good uh, spots in the final third, but I think the speed of play. Uh, we should have been a lot quicker with our ball movement and uh, been a little bit more decisive. I think we got in good spots, and then we were a little bit too predictable. You know, I think we needed to a lot more crosses out wide, uh, take a more shots to open them up a little bit because they were sitting deep. So I think... You could see we had the ball, but I don't think we were as dangerous in the final third, you know, with that final pass, with the shots and stuff. So we had a lot of possession. But I think once uh, we got to, to the final third, our execution was a little bit too slow. Uh, and I think we got to be a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more belief and confidence, you know, to if I take a guy on, I'm going to take him and finish the playoff. Um, so I think that that's an area we needed to, you know, to, to keep continue to keep working because, you know, we'll have a lot of the ball, but at the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the net. And then you see, when you don't finish chances, I think that we made a couple mistakes. We were down 2-0, and I was very happy to see, obviously, big moment for Justin, for a guy that's uh, really a high-quality player, and a guy that, uh, you know, you miss so much on our team for, for a long uh, period off and come in, and I felt that as the game went on, he got a little bit into the game, and he had an impact with the great assist, and Romero came in and, and uh, the young kid Jackson, I thought he worked hard and he's been uh, doing really well and it was good to see him uh, just making hard runs in the box and getting to the end of that cross. So it was an exciting finish, but I think the two goals, uh, we, we should have done better with them and then we got to be better in the final third. You mentioned uh, Justin. Um, why did you decide to take Tissot off uh, to, to, to replace, uh, replace him in 
No, I think Maxime, I think it's difficult when you I don't have rhythm in games and you haven't played. I think uh, in, in the first half uh, we didn't, uh, he, we got him in some good spots and I think he was a little tentative when he had opportunities to take guys on. And then uh, we talked a little bit at halftime about him being more aggressive when he gets the ball out wide and making sure that he doesn't come inside, especially when Donnie has the ball to open up more space to find uh, our forwards and try to get him more of the ball in movement. But I think it was just a matter of just uh, not playing and then you put a lot into to a game like this. You got uh, physical a little bit tired and uh, it's different when you're playing and you have more rhythm. But, uh, you know, and that's why Justin, you know, I put Justin in. I felt that he could uh, come in and, and put him under pressure because he has the ability to, you know, beat guys off the dribble and then uh, put you on your heels. Um, Drogba was eligible to play tonight. Yeah, he's just uh, not re really uh, ready physically at the moment. I think he's been with us uh, a week right now. Uh, he's training uh, extremely hard. And then uh, I think our goal from the beginning, I mean, obviously we see how it goes, but the 22nd is, is a game where he'll, uh, unless knock on wood, something happens, that's the game that uh, he'll be ready to go and play for the team and uh, he'll be ready. So I think that's a game I think all our fans should, should come out and want to see a packed house here because I think that's our target gate, uh, date and his. And, also, we have to be realistic. He has a uh, you know, month and a half off, and to be in one week, I think we're asking a lot of him. So every day, it's uh, going really well with him. He's pushing and, ex and working extremely hard. So uh, our goal is the 22nd, and I think that's a realistic goal, and uh, I think he'll be ready for that, the game against Philly. Is it mixed emotions for you? I mean, 2-0 would have been a, a disaster. 2-2 on an aggregate series is not... How you guys I mean, you give yourself an opportunity, you know, and uh, I think that's it. I think we had a couple players, uh, key players out. I'm sure they kept a couple guys also, but for us, it was more uh, precaution than anything else. We had Cabrera with uh, with his uh, calf and and, uh, and Piatti, and we didn't want to risk anything, especially now with uh, our next game being the 22nd. We want to make sure that we have everyone uh, ready to go and make a strong push, not only for this game, but also for, uh, for uh, some big games coming up uh, in our league. We have to, to see how it goes every day, no? Because yeah. you never know, we can plan, but things change. So we have a good plan. I think, uh, like I said, I think you give, you give yourself an opportunity. I think 2-0 would have been disaster, you know, but I think we scored those two goals. So, you know, everything, uh, uh, there's everything to play for. I mean, look, he's got, uh, I think Justin is a difference maker in the final third, you know, and I think it's his first game. So I see him in training every day. So I'm always thinking this guy's, uh, you know, but I also have to be realistic for a guy missing uh, that much time off. But look, he's a guy with tremendous ability off the dribble to beat players. He can combine. He's got great vision. Uh, and uh, I think that when you have players now that, when we can get them the ball in the right moments and can break opponents down and you know you put the other team on your heels uh, the game is 1v1 if i can beat you then you're, you're under pressure all the time so i think we've added a lot of quality players like that but i think justin uh, you even tonight i mean uh, it took him a while to find the game but then uh, you know the one pass he makes to jackson was fantastic you know and it was great finish by the young uh, young kid showed a lot of confidence and uh, belief in himself and uh, 
like I told him, sometimes you get one opportunity, you got to grab it. And I think that was very positive uh, for him. Thank you, Frank. Okay, guys. Yep. You know, it's a tie that could feel like a loss, but you still, you guys are still the, the advantage in the series. Uh, how do you envision the, the the second game with maybe possibilities to see players like Piatti and John but in the lineup for the impact? We must have heard my uh, pre-game, end-of-game talk because I said exactly the same to my guys. We've gone two 0 ahead. We can see two goals in a minute, which happens. Good teams do that. Uh, I think they got on, a, on the front foot, and they're a good team. But there's two ways of looking at it. You can look at it, you've lost the game, which we haven't, and you can see the two goals, or you can look at it, we're very much in the tie, and we'll look at it, we're very much in the tie going back home to BC Place. So hopefully those guys will play when they come. It sets up a fantastic game. Obviously, I rested some of my guys today, first team players that are going to play on Saturday. So yeah, it should be an exciting game. Well, it's a quick turnaround until Saturday. Um, chance to win four, four in a row. Um, what do you have to do to get a result? And just overall, where do you sort of, how, how close to where you want your team to be are you at the moment? Well, I'll never be where I want to be. Unfortunately, that's football. And I think if any manager says they are where they are, they're not telling the truth to you. So, um, you know, we, we know we won the last couple of games, but every game is, is difficult in this league. We go, go to KC, which, you know, they're unbeaten at home, so we know it's going to be a difficult game for us. But we've got to fight, we've got to scrap, we've got to do all the nitty gritty jobs like we've done tonight. We've got good attacking players that we know can score goals, and so we'll look forward to it. We'll rest up. We know it's going to be tough. Everything's against us. Well, that's life. So, any thought of peaking, wanting to avoid peaking too early, knowing the way that setup is? Yeah, prepared? I don't know. There's a couple of ways of looking at it. First of all, you want to get in yeah. into the playoffs. That's a major thing. Obviously, in the West, is is I keep getting told is stacked very much, and it is. It, it's tough the Western Conference. So, you want to get in once you're in. It's playoff football, isn't it? And it seemed like a playoff game today. I said to the guys, you know, it's the first leg of a cup final. It means a lot to both teams. You know, Frankie decided to rest a couple of players. You know, I made eight changes from the weekend, but it still means a hell of a lot to both teams. I think you see that with two managers shouting at each other on the sideline, which is always good. You know, you know, you're obviously happy with the two goals, especially on the road, but what about the overall performance? How do you think the team did overall in this game? Well, I thought the first half of football was like watching paint dry. I was like, oh, we give the ball away, we didn't connect, and you know, we expected Montreal, I expected Montreal to come at us at home, because they're a good team, got good players, and they did, but they didn't really create too much, but we weren't good enough in the first half. Second half, we were a lot better, we got a nose in front, and then Pedro scored a good goal, but it's probably, you know, a fair result, I'll take it. How's Diego doing? He's got a dead leg, I didn't want to risk Diego, I won't risk any players, Matty Labra as well, which, you know, don't underestimate the importance of this tournament for us, but, uh, you know, got a long way to go in the league and Champions League as well, so you know, I won't take any risk with any players. How do you explain what happened in the last 10 today? They conceded the two goals. Yeah. Uh, I think concentration levels, I think you know they scored a good, go a good goal off a set piece. Set pieces are massive in this league and you've got uh, Donadello who can deliver great balls, technical, very good technical player and, and Simon's arguably, if not the best centre-back in the league, scores with a great header. You all drowned up sometimes, you can't do nothing about it. Uh, second goal, we switched off a little bit, and they're on the front foot. After you concede a goal, you're very vulnerable to concede another goal. Uh, for my young group of players, it's about learning. For me as a young coach, it's about learning. What do we need to do? So we'll, uh, we'll review that. We'll put it to bed today for the game on Saturday, but we'll review it next week when uh, Montreal comes to town in two weeks. You mentioned it earlier. You're playing on three different competitions at the same time right now. Yeah. Is there one that you 
prefer or that you uh, prioritize outside of the other one? Or are the three equals? I'll tell you that they're all equals, but I'd be lying. So <laughs> That's what I figured. There you go. <laughs> um, you can judge. Listen, we, we're in it, to, in it to win it, as they say. And, but it's difficult. You know, teams in this league, just in league competition, rotate their squad. You know, I don't think I've kept the same team twice throughout the, throughout the season. Is it the right thing to do? I don't know, uh, but it's working. Um, but we're in the competition. We haven't won this competition. Montreal have won it a number of times, as Toronto have. And we haven't, so it's a competition we take seriously. And we're in the Champions League for the first time, and you see the, the euphoria around Montreal you know, this year in the Champions League. Brilliant. You know, I was supporting them, which I shouldn't be. But I was, um, you know, that's a target for us as well. Are we equipped yet? I'm not sure. I don't know. With the fact that you have a certain type of cushion in the league right now, does it help to do the squad rotation in the Canadian Championship and the CCL? Or is it two different questions? Whether we had a cushion or not in the league, that's the way I would have done it uh, with the, the CCL and the Champions League. Because I've got a squad and it's about squads. Team, teams don't win things, squads win things. And it's important they get minutes because you've got to find out what your young players are about. Today I find out what some of my young players are about and if they're ready or not. They get 90 minutes under the belt. Uh, Very interesting comments by Carl Robinson, the way he's going to manage or didn't manage his squad in his squad rotation. That is one thing that always fascinates me when you have to play on three different battlefronts, on three different battlefields, and you have to try to use your best players sporadically or trying to use them all in one or not the other one and how you want to manage that situation how many players do you change you're trying to keep a core how many players do you focus to use during the whole season so very interesting comments by Cal Robinson so thanks to Cal Robinson coach of the Vancouver Whitecaps and Frank Lopas coach of the Montreal Impact now back to uh, post-game comments from the players you'll hear now from the Montreal Impact Eric Kronberg Maxim Tissot and First-time scorer for the Montreal Impact, Anthony Jackson-Amel, followed by Vancouver Whitecaps player, goalkeeper Paolo Tornaghi, and Jamaican international Darren Maddox. We'll be right back after those five players. Is that a positive? Uh, can you pull out some positives from this? Yeah, it's definitely positives. You know, I think uh, uh, once we got the attack going late in the game, you know, it was fantastic. You know, we finally started creating chances, being aggressive in the box and stuff, and uh, uh, I think we were a little bit too patient in the, in the beginning, in the first half especially. And you know, when you're at home, you gotta you gotta kind of take it to them a little bit. And I think uh, we didn't quite do that in the first half. And, and obviously, once they started scoring goals on us, we had to kind of you know get the engines running to catch up. Uh, how'd you see the second goal, the free kick? Uh, it was a tough one. You know, it's kind of tough to figure out what he's gonna do. I thought I thought he was gonna shoot it, and so I took a step forward, and, and he ended up hitting it. Uh, I didn't see it really well, but uh, you know, maybe. Maybe I put a guy on the post, maybe, you know, but then there's also, they're able to interfere with me. It's kind of a tough spot, you know, because then they can play the ball across, you know, they can dump it far post, so I'm too close to my near. There's a lot of different things they can do from that from that angle. So, uh, you know, he had a great shot. Um, I'm pretty upset I didn't get to it, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the nature of the beast as a goalkeeper. But the two late goals, I mean, you, you guys feel like this thing's still up for grabs, oh, obviously, absolutely. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we're, we're going to go into the... Uh, the game uh, out there very confidently you know we're gonna we're a good team on the road this year I think and uh, we can we can get results and it should be a different thing. I've never been a keeper at any level but when you haven't played for so long is it tough to step in? Uh, it can be yeah uh, I felt uh, pretty decently uh, going into the game and, and in the first half and stuff and uh, you know just throughout the game obviously sometimes you see things you haven't seen in a while you know it's something we don't train you know uh, you know uh, too often where 
we're doing set pieces from those angles and stuff. And it's, it's a, you don't see it very often in games either. So, you know, it happens, but uh, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to learn from that one. And uh, I think the team's going to learn from it and uh, we're going to be better. Uh, talk, talk to me about uh, tonight's performance. You came out hot. You missed that opportunity right off the bat. What did you think of your game overall? Um, it took me some time to adjust. Uh, it had been a while since I, yeah. I played that position and uh, started a game with the impact. Yeah. Last start was against TFC uh, away, so uh, I knew it was going to take me a few minutes to, to settle into the game. And uh, I mean, uh, overall, I think I'm pretty satisfied with my points. In the end, 2-2? Two, two. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of disappointing result, but if you look at it, we were down 2-0 with not a lot of time, I think 10 minutes to go. Yeah. We scored two quick goals, I think, uh, shows that we had a lot of character tonight. After watching the first five minutes, one will say that you needed to score after total dominance in those. I believe that kind of beat you in the, in the behind after yeah, I think we controlled a lot of the game, especially in the first half. They couldn't even complete two or three passes uh, in the first 15 minutes. So um, at the end, I think we need to capitalize uh, maybe in, our, uh, in the final third. I think we have a bit of difficulty just connecting passes and uh, getting the right plays going. But uh, yeah, I think uh, coming back like that I think it shows a lot of character. So at the end, I think we can be proud of our game. How much of a challenge is it going to be now to go to Vancouver and have to get a victory? Uh, well, now we pretty much have to win the game. So uh, um, it's better than being down 2-0. So uh, I think it's, it's doable. Uh, it's, for sure, we would have liked to not allow any goals uh, here, but it's what happens. So uh, we'll go there and win the game. Do you think a couple of more minutes have been enough to, to get that third goal? Yeah, I think so. And uh, the keeper took a lot of time because he knew that uh, we had the momentum going in. So, uh, yeah, I think a few minutes more and uh, we could have scored again. Jackson Amell scored his first goal for the big club today. Been playing together for a little while. Mm -hmm. How sweet was it to see him score his first goal finally? Uh, very proud of him. Uh, he's been working hard, uh, getting minutes towards the ends of games. And it's it's hard to, to come into, into, into the games and try to uh, get your rhythm going. So... Uh, I think he did very well today, had a few chances, scored, 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 scored twice, yeah, so uh, very proud of the guy and uh, hopefully he scores many more. Thank you, Max. How did it feel? It was amazing. Uh, we dreamed about it, uh, we think about it, it's a big moment for me and uh, I'll remember it all my life. What are you going to do with the ball? Sorry? What are you going to do? Oh, with I'm going to put it in my room. <laughs> yeah. Make sure Forrest doesn't snatch that. No, no, no. Uh, when you were coming on, I mean, what's going through your mind? You came on down two goals. What are you trying to do? What's your mindset coming onto the pitch? Just uh, work hard, and uh, if I have a chance, just put it in the back of the net. I mean, it's, it's my job, and that's what, that's what I want to do. Can you take me through the goal? Just what you see? And I see I see Justin receive the pass between the defender, and I see Dom going first post. So I just hold my run a bit, and uh, the ball came. Just put it in the back. Cool. Thanks, man. Busy night for you, Paolo. Uh, six saves. Are you happy to have a game where you can put your stamp on the game a bit? Yeah, for sure. I'm happy. You know, way, uh, way too much time. You know, at least a few games I play. I'm happy to to, to get involved. But this series, like 
to help the team. You know, it doesn't matter with the saves or with the uh, clearance or whatever. You know, it's important to, to be helpful for the team. And against your former coach, did that add a little motivation before the game to, to prove no, a point well, at all? Yeah, well, you know, I, I know a lot of people here, you know, from the staff, and you know, I, was, I got my motivation no matter what. You know, of course, if we play another in another team, you know, it doesn't matter where we play. I don't know. Diego's had a, a rough season with injuries. I don't know how bad this one is, but um, uh, what's the feeling? About I think I can say it's not a big deal because you got like a, you know, a head, um, like a. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, like by legs, so I don't think it's nothing serious, but I'm very confident about it. But what about after after 2-1, um, the reaction there? I mean, is, it, is that a moment where you just guys needed to maybe simplify or keep calm? Was it, the reaction wrong at 2-1? Yeah, well, I think the the reaction that has to be, yeah, you, as you said, you know, play simple as you can, you know, try to look. And take a break, but yeah, we try maybe to, to force it again, you know, because we have uh, you know uh, speedy speedy guys up front. So we will try maybe to, to get up front, but maybe we should you know keep the ball more and you know, try to get you know, everything down. Aaron, uh, go ahead, goal today. You scored. It's been a couple of weeks now that you've been in good form. Take us through the game today. Take us through the goal. Tough game, you know. It's very tough to complain in Montreal, and I think they beat. Uh, a lot of teams here, you know. Um, disappointed not to get the win, you know. But I think um, two away goals isn't so bad here. So I think um, I think we just got to go back to Vancouver and like just we just got to win at home, and then uh, the cup is be ours. But it sets up for a fantastic second leg for sure, and I, I, I think it's going to be just an excited game. With the two away goals, Darren, do you think the, the advantage is still firmly with uh, the Whitecaps? Um, you know, like in this game, in this league, you know, nothing ever seems to be an advantage. You know, I think um, we just got to um, stay humble, stay disciplined. I think and um, try, try, try to get the win because it's not going to be easy. You know, but um, we're going to expect a tough fight again in two weeks' time. Very nice finish from you tonight, but how about the, the setup from Tion? You know, to be honest, um, I couldn't even. I told him after the game, like that goal was all you. You know, I think I did it easy part, but like, give him credit to to get away from that defender and put in a pinpoint cross. And you know, I told him like, I I wish that I wish it was your name on the score sheet and not mine. It's one of the few regulars that got to play tonight. I'm sure we'll be lined up again on Saturday. How does that impact things when you have such a quick turnaround in the travel? Uh, you know, like, I've been in this league for four years, you know, and it's something that I've get accustomed to, you know, and um, so f for me personally, like, there haven't been much complaints, you know, like, when they started, they went to started, like, it's tough, you know, but like, as a team, as a club, we're never going to find that, an, that as an excuse based on our performance. What do you expect from A very good team, you know, a very organized team, a very disciplined team. Good in attack, good in defend. They've got a great manager, you know. It's a great club, you know. It's going to be just as tough as a fight as tonight, you know, because playing in Kansas City is not, it's a very tough place. It's very hostile, you know. So that's going to be another tough game. Paul said, uh little business to take care of after they came to BC Place and beat you guys 1-0 in Kansas City? Uh, you know, like, I wasn't there for that game, but I saw that game, and then, like, 
it should be a good rematch you know like I think it's definitely something that the team is looking forward to you know but like we're not going there like um, really cocky you know like it, as I said it's a really good team and they came to BC Place and beat us you know it's like it's going to be something we're looking forward to and try to turn back the tables around them in, in Kansas City you're top of the west they're actually first in the league in points per game do you, do you think this is a matchup of, of the two best teams in the western conference um Elliot's playing really well, um, you know, so, um, and they've got some fantastic players, you know, and it's still early days yet as it winds out to the league, you know, um, like we're great to be on top, you know, but we've got to continue to do what we've been doing to stay on top of the league, you know, because now, now is the time where the real contenders come forward. What went wrong at 2-0 today, Darren? What will change? Um... I couldn't fault anyone. Um, I really got to go and look look at the tape again, you know. But I think um, as a team, you know, not anyone in particular, and you know, I think there is a bit of complacency, you know. Sometimes that happens in football, you know. Sometimes they say 2-0 is the most dangerously in football because as soon as a team get a goal, then they get a second and a third. But I think we did really well um, not to cave in and lost the game 3-2. So for me, I take it as a positive and move on to BC Place in two weeks' time. You personally seem in good form at the moment. Um, how much confidence did you take from, from the Gold Cup coming back into the um, You know, like, it's a really big tournament, you know, and it's, it was really good for me to do good, you know, but, and, and that's a bit of experience, experience I can take back to Vancouver, you know, and um, I just got to keep in this um, goal scoring form, you know, because as it comes down to the playoff and come down to these cup games and CONCACAF Champions League games, you know, like one goal is going to make a big difference in some of these games, you know, and I just got to stay sharp and whenever my numbers got to take those chances. Thanks, So thanks to Eric Kronberg, Maxim Tiso, Anthony Jackson ML, Paolo Tornaghi, and Darren Maddox. I have one more interview for you folks, and I kept it separate. I wanted to put it at the end by himself because... Today, he made his return for the Montreal Impact after four months on the injury list because of a dislocated elbow. He is back. Justin Mapp, the map to success. He is back and on the pitch for the Montreal Impact. So we will uh, say goodbye to each other, talk to each other very soon on the Two Solid Dude Soccer Podcast, uh, Canadian Championship Edition that will come out Friday. And until then, thanks for listening. Thanks to the Montreal Impact and the Vancouver Whitecaps for all the guests today. Uh, enjoy Justin Mapp. I hope you're happy he's back. I am. Tell me what's your favorite Justin Mapp moment. At Kev Laramie or at After What Works. And until next time, have a great soccer. I appreciate it as a player. And, um, you know, I've been away for a while, so uh, it's great to hear for sure. Do you think a couple of more minutes will have been enough to, to get the third goal? I think so. I mean, we were all all over them at the end. They seemed pretty fatigued. Um, you know, I think, uh, another five, ten minutes. I think. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Justin. It was a good display yeah. overall. I got my legs under me my time out there. So good start moving forward, and uh, you know something to build on. You got involved in the the last goal. Uh, how did you see this play, and how happy are you for a guy like Anthony? Uh, yeah, just saw Romero, uh, a couple guys closed on him, tried a little run into the box, nobody really followed, so 
Maris slipped in a good ball. Um, I just tried to kind of cut it back behind. Everyone's kind of crashing the goal. Um, credit to Jackson, he peeled back and uh, just kind of put it behind all the defenders and he did well to finish it. So, um, you know, he's been working hard, uh, you know, just uh, head down doing what the coach asked. And, uh, really felt good for him to get a goal with that. At 2-0, it could have been a disaster for you guys, but 2-2, you still in the, still have a shot to Vancouver. Yeah, not ideal result at home, obviously. You don't want to go up to two goals. You know, two away goals for them is, is key, but, um, you know, they easily folded and, and hung our heads. Credit to the guys. We fall back 2-2, um, so now uh, we at least give ourselves a chance in the second leg. Uh, One-off game. Um, we've gone, gone there before and got the results, so uh, no reason to play. How did you feel tonight, Justin, coming back yeah, from a long absence and being involved right away like that in a goal? Yeah, it felt good. Uh, you know, obviously the first few minutes were a little tricky, uh, just trying to get your feet under you. I feel like you haven't played soccer before, but, uh, you know, um, you know, the last 20 minutes were pretty wild. Uh, got a little more involved. Uh, so I was just happy to be back out there after a long absence and something to build on. Thank you. Thank you.